Welcome to Falcons Drip, your go-to source for Falcons news and draft coverage. I'm Thon Ray, founder and voice of Falcons Drip. I wanted to welcome back anybody who listened to our last show, and also welcome any newcomers who are tuning in for the first time. I'll be joined today by Jeff and Ferg, and we're going to be diving into the quarterbacks, um, especially Matt Ryan, and then going into the guys who are going to be backing him up this year. So that being said, uh, let's kind of jump into this thing. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Uh, very happy to be here today and start talking about the roster and who we think will make it and not make it. Like That's exciting. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. Um, I, uh, I'm just, I, you know, I'm feeling really dialed in for this uh, this session. Uh, relaxed, focused. Yeah, I really want to. Um, I really want to pick apart this this roster and uh, just hear from everybody here. You know, hear from uh, you know what what everyone's opinion is. Um, and uh, anyway, yeah, I'm just ready to get into it. And, you know, and with that, we're, we're going to start with, I, I said this already, but we're going to start with quarterbacks, um, which I think is probably the easiest to kind of dissect on this roster. Um, we're sitting there. We've got Matt Ryan, A.J. McCarron, and Felipe Franks. Um, so just when you look at it, it's Matt Ryan's the clear-cut starter. No one's even contesting him for that in 2021. Um, XMVP, you know, but he's coming in with a new regime, new scheme, um, and Matt has – through his career, had a down year when he in, in the first time of, of a new coordinator, um, but I don't know if that'll be the same because he's older in years. He's seen a lot more, um, so we could see Matt just have a completely, you know, just a completely different version of the first year and possibly be an MVP candidate with Arthur Smith involved. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, just the season in general. Uh, I really like this um, this new coaching staff. I think everyone's excited about it, given uh, you know, given the pro- given the production and success. Um, Matt is, as you said, Matt's obviously he's a clear cut starter, so there's not really much to talk about there. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on between Felipe Franks and uh, AJ McCarron. I suspect AJ McCarron will. Um, you know, he'll, I, I suspect he'll, he'll be the, the solid, um, you know, he'll be, he'll be, a, he'll have a solid place as the backup. Excuse me. Felipe Franks, I, he just, you know, he's not really what Atlanta needs. I don't think, uh, there's plenty of guys that could fill a Felipe Franks role who are likely going to make the roster. He's not a great passer. He's more of a goal line, you know, kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Tim Tebow. Mm. Um, I mean, not exactly, but just that style of play. Uh, so so when I look at Felipe, he's a guy who has all the tools to be great and just hasn't put it together yet. So he's the kind of guy that can sit. You want to have, you know, he's a great, great third string quarterback. Do you think they'll keep him around given the given the. um I guess, given the norms of the NFL, do you think that they'll keep a third QB on? So I think for sure he'll he'll definitely be on the practice squad. Atlanta, notoriously, for the last couple of years, have had quarterback one, quarterback two, practice squad quarterback. Um, if they look at Felipe as this, this preseason goes on, and they're like, holy cow, like he can throw it 60 yards. He's, can he? You know, he runs a 
He can throw yeah, he it 60 throw, yards. He, he, yeah, he's got That's a impressive. I didn't know that. His accuracy is a little meh, but his it's a lot of his decision making's poor. His pocket presence po- is so poor. So Felipe as a player, you're saying needs refinement. And a lot of okay, refinement. Okay, and, and I, he can find that, or Atlanta can help him refine himself on the practice squad. So, so they'll be sitting. He'll be sitting, working with Matt Ryan for a whole year, um, and AJ McCarron, who's you know a career. He's a career. What you see is what point. you get. I mean, AJ, it's all right there, right? I was excited when Atlanta signed AJ because he's going to be the best backup they've had in a long time. Matt Schwab was old mm. and really wasn't doing a great job, and they kept him around for a few years just because they wanted another set of spare eyes. parts. Yeah, they wanted another set of eyes. He was almost like a coach, like a, a coach. He could really help Matt Ryan in that kind of way. Um, I'm sure Matt but, Schwab would go upside my head if he heard me call him spare parts. <laughs> I, I think even he knew it at the end. If you watch, if you watched warm ups before games with him, his head was so he was bald. doing half the warm up, knowing that if he's coming in the game, yeah. it, it's not. Well, it you got to get. The, it wasn't a good. Yeah, thing. he'd get the wing loose, and you know that was pretty much it. mm Hmm. His head can we just his head was so bald. I know I already said that, but <laughs> so bald. Um so so AJ's gonna come in, he's gonna be the two. Um let's just talk about him a little bit. I don't expect him to start ever. I don't he's not you, no one's pushing Matt for the starting job. It's Matt's job. Yeah. There's a reason why Arthur Smith came in and they didn't trade him. They in fact they um changed his contract. Uh, for this year, but so he's pretty much going to be sticking around for at least two more years. Um, and uh, Arthur Smith said right away, like Matt Ryan is a big draw of Atlanta, yeah. um, former MVP, great to work with, just a professional guy. Um, so I, you know, he certainly need- conducted himself so in a yeah. very professional manner. Um, and he's obviously he's had twelve seasons with the Falcons, twelve. You know, most of which were successful. Um, you know, in the last, I don't know what, the last six or seven, he threw for over 4,000 yards. I mean, that's extremely productive. Yeah, he's thrown for 4,000 yards every year since 2011. So that would be, yeah, seven years, right, Jeff? Ten, Nine. Ten years. Or, I, I uh, wasn't doing ten. the math. That's why we have ten. you. Yeah. You punch out the math. <laughs> ten. 21. Oh, no, nine, because it's not 21 yet. So uh, right. Let's just blaze past it. it was seven <laughs> to ten years, somewhere in that but, range. <laughs> yeah, um, and if, if they weren't going to draft a quarterback this year, you, you're kind of buying in the mat just in that sense because the chances you can find a replacement quarterback are going to be much, much harder than that. I mean, there were the, a lot of guys this year that were – top tier you would think quarterback options in the draft and yeah quarterback is the hardest position to find and the most important and Matt Ryan's a good one and so they certainly bought him when they took pits one thing that was interesting too that Arthur Smith said is yes they were picking up the fourth spot and so yes everyone's like oh you like when are you going to pick that high again you got to grab the quarterback quarterback and to his credit he said yeah but we were getting the fourth quarterback off the board let me like in in other drafts you're taking the fourth quarterback off the board that could be anywhere from you know pick 10 to pick you know in the sure. second round um so the 
quarterbacks that they possibly wanted weren't there, and they ended I've up. I've got a quick Kyle question Pitt. that we kind of touched yeah. on. Matt Ryan, does he stick around for more than two years, or does he have more than two successful years in him? And it's so hard to say, right? Like, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to be forty-four next year, pushing, you know, pushing the pushing the age. Right, he's uh, almost got ten years on Matt Ryan. Yeah, and so we we don't know. I mean, Drew Brees retired, and he was ready to retire. I mean, his just arm strength wasn't there. <clears throat> but who knows? Like, you know, we don't know. Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, that's old enough th- that he could have fathered probably more than half the league. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. He's played with Matt Ryan's old enough. He could probably fathered happily. <laughs> Tom Brady's played with um, kids and they're like played with dads and sons at this point. That's insane. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's crazy. Yeah. One thing that should help Matt with his longevity is a switch to a system that hopefully sets it up easier for him with a lot more play action and running takes a little bit more off of him, but doesn't necessarily mm. hinder the offense because he's had a lot on his shoulders the past few years. And if his arm talent does start to go a little bit, which is the normal reason quarterbacks kind of fade out, the read should be a little easier, not as reliant on him being top tier. Hopefully that's the goal. That's what's going on. That's the big Definitely. promotion in the NFL So, so right preservation, now. you're saying that uh... – a lot of the coaches that were brought in or some of the new members of the Falcons organization were brought in probably in part to help preserve Matt Ryan. Yeah. And just to make his job easier. Like that's, that's Got the it. big thing in the NFL right now is, is making easy reads and play action is, is proving to be some of the, one of the most effective ways to move the ball down the field hmm. and open up passing windows for the quarterback. It can make uh lesser quarterbacks look a lot better. And so why would you say that is now, I guess, more so maybe than it has been in the past? It's not that play action wasn't effective in the past versus now. It's analytically people are looking at what plays are run in a different way. Like in the past 10 years, analytics in all sports has started to change. Like you can see basketball, like the three point line always was effective but now they're realizing it's really effective. Sure, so, sure. So you see right. a lot more three-point shooting, and if you can't hit the three-point shot, you're not, you're not playing basketball. So the same type of thing is going through the NFL, using motion at the snap, uh, play action, all this stuff to create easier reads for your quarterback, create wider throwing windows, just make the game easier so that way offense should go better. So and, and the other thing too, just – Based off that, like Matt is an intelligent quarterback. He's experienced. This offense is going to be built less on like your overall arm talent. Like they're not necessarily going to ask Matt to throw it fifty yards downfield mm. and hopefully a, a receiver catches it. This is going to be a lot set up with a lot of play action, a lot of you know running the ball and and working off of that, dunking it down to Kyle Pitts. Then then you take your deep. Then you take sure. your deep shots. Whereas before in Dirk Cutter's offense, it was so stale. It was just like you knew, you know, you knew Atlanta was going to go four wide. You knew they were going to pass the ball. Mm. This is, we got, especially with Kyle Pitts in, we got two tight ends, both of which are good enough receivers that you don't know if we're going to run the ball or pass the ball. Yeah, I I certainly agree. Matt Ryan is an intelligent QB. He, uh, you know, that forehead, 
he might have an extra cortex in there. <laughs> I, I think I think he got that from Matt Schwab. So Matt Schwab rubbed his bald head on Matt Ryan's head and gave him an extra <laughs> cortex. I guess so. <laughs> I'm not. I want to. Matt Schwab, can you do that for me? <laughs> I know a lot Good of luck. people that could benefit from that. <laughs> so, so talking about Matt's Matt's season last year, um, he threw for four thousand five hundred eighty-one yards. Um, he had twenty three for twenty-six touchdowns. What do we think Matt's year is going to be this year? Because we're going to be running the ball more. Um, so probably less attempts, um, but we're hoping um, a higher percentage of throws and um, more big plays. What 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 can we see from Matt this year? You guys think? Well, I th- I think you're going to see a higher uh, average completion. I think he's going to have less less targets, but maybe end up around the same yardage, like less attempts. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see like Tannehill had a had a high average uh, in Tennessee and. I think it's going to be more like that. He's not going to have to dink and dunk, kind of be the running game. Like in the past, he was like kind of the running game and the pass, a little bit of the running game and the passing game. So he's he had a lower average at times. I think I think he'll be up eight to eight and a half, pretty or maybe eight and a half, yeah, pretty solidly. You're talking so you're, when you're saying eight eight and a half. Uh, I mean, oh, sorry, yards uh, yards per completion, yards per pass okay. play, uh, type. And uh, I think I think he'll his completion percentage will be a little higher as well. So his like his yards for completion last year was an eleven was eleven point three. Sorry, I'm talking yards per attempt. Gotcha. So, um, oh, you think that'll okay, be, so that you think was, that'll be lower yards? I think per it'll be attempt. higher. You know, okay, yards per attempt is going to be higher, and completion percentage will be higher. That's what you're yes, doing. and he'll have less attempts. Less attempts. Okay. Well, if, then wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I I um hmm. I guess just to, to segue off of what Jeff said, um, I I don't know. I I just don't I don't know this this um, offensive model well enough. You know, I don't feel comfortable enough mm. to make a firm or definitive. Uh, whew, yeah, just to make just to make a definitive um, prediction mm-hmm. on you know what Matt will do. I, but I guess this is all just speculation. So um, in terms of Matt's production, I think it's hard to say without Julio. I, ah, man, I think, I think he'll have, to be honest with you guys, I think it's going to take him a little time. I think the mm. beginning, the first half of the season, first quarter, maybe, I don't know. Um, I think uh, we're going to, you know, progress is going to be slow and I think it'll build and build and build. So I think he'll have a similar season to what he had last year point being though in regards to what jeff said i do think we'll see a, a tremendous uptick in the areas that jeff completion yards per throw i don't think we're going to see that success until later on in the season i think initially there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve that's just my with any so, system it takes time yeah it takes time for things to kind of get gelled together and not Even just if you're one of the best every- quarterbacks in the league like matt ryan yeah, and it takes every everybody's got a gel for the thing to work. So, right. um, I I think also too, I would not be shocked to see a, a jump in touchdowns. Um, Arthur Smith's had one of the highest percentages in the red zone of any of anyone since he's taken over in Tennessee. 
And I don't know. I should have looked this up earlier. I don't remember what Atlanta's percentage is, but I'll tell you from watching the games, it's low. There's a reason why. There's a reason why we've had great kickers, and that's because they get a lot of attempts. Matt Bryant and Young Way Koo um, have just killed it for us because we can't. We get down to the red zone and we can't do anything. So now you add Arthur Smith, you add Kyle Pitts, and a revamped run game, and I think we're gonna see more touchdowns. Um, not just in the run game, but from Matt as well. Yeah, I would think so. And I, I would think you're going to see a touchdown or two from some random skill player as well, throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Because he had Derrick Henry with the jump pass last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'll be interesting. It should be fun, though. Yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be great. So now just to talk about A.J. McCarron a, a little bit more. Um, A.J. in total... His career as a starting quarterback, he's two and two. Two wins, two losses. He played for the Bengals for three years. Then he played one year in Oakland and then two years for Houston. Now I'm going to say this. If Matt goes down, if Matt goes down, A.J. McCarron is fine. He's not a starting quarterback for a reason, but he's good enough that he he can win you games. This is going to be the best team the best offense that he's played with in his entire career. Easily. Best offensive coordinator, best offensive line, probably probably the best Let me just say this. I, I hope he does not have to see the field. But <laughs> yeah. and we you know, I hope that we never find out the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I, I think as you said, just my my two cents here, I think he's a I think he's a great backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know he's he's a he's a true pocket passer. He really is, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what Atlanta. If you're if Atlanta were to have an ideal, um, or which they do in my opinion, an ideal um, backup quarterback, it'd look like AJ McCarron. I mean, sure, you could you you know one could ask, well, oh, it'd be great to have you know Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, well, that that's just not realistic. You know, we're talking about real life here. Right. That's not, you know, that's not real life. My point is, I agree. Aaron, um, excuse me, um, AJ McCarron. Uh, I think he's a good fit, but I hope we never have to find out. Yeah. And, and it's the nice thing about, when we signed AJ McCarron, I was like, like, I did a fist pump. Like, I was like, yes. Because it used to be if Matt Ryan went down, our season was over. And now it feels like if Matt Ryan goes down, if he goes down for the season, we're in trouble. But that's but if Matt Ryan goes down for a couple of games, AJ McCarron can come in and do a good enough job um, that we might not lose every single one, or we might not, you know, we might pull some, we be able to pull some out. He's decent, six touchdowns in his career, three interceptions. Um, again, on much worse offenses, much worse coordinators, um, he's fine. He's fine. He's a good backup, a solid number two guy in the NFL in my opinion yeah and I think he fits kind of what Matt Ryan likes too. instead of them taking an unproven guy who maybe he could be exciting in games or something Matt Ryan really likes to work with his backup quarterback Mm -hmm. and diagnose everything you see him on the sidelines like with Schwab like that's why they kept Schwab so long it's not because like he could win like you said they want another veteran clearly that he can sit and talk with. Like I think that fits Matt's comfort level. He wants somebody that not only is coach but a, a player that can uh, empathize with with where what he's thinking. 
I, on the field. Jeff, I really like what you're saying. Um, someone who can, yeah, someone who can understand him and that he can bounce ideas off and will know what he's talking about. AJ McCarron has, you know, he played for Alabama. It was a big system out there when he played for Al. It's still a big system. Um, mm-hmm. Point being is he's played under pressure. You know, AJ McCarron. I agree. He knows. You know, he, he he knows what it's like to play under serious, serious pressure and, you know, stress and duress. Um, and he's produced, you know, in those yeah. situations. So mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's a great in, – in regards to what you said, Jeff, I think it's a great sounding board for Matt. I think that – yeah, I think it's a great sounding board for Matt. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I, I think he could probably – there may be things that AJ sees that Matt will listen to AJ and say, you know, Great, fine. Mm-hmm. As opposed yep. to if Felipe Frank says, "Hey, Matt, you didn't do this. You should do this." He'll say, "Felipe, <laughs> you know, take off your practice jersey or go put your practice jersey back on." Yeah, and, and you know, kind of, you guys touched on it. Um, he, AJ's seen a lot. You know, he's been around. He's been in the league for a while. Went went to Alabama. Big, yeah, he's, big time, big time situations. He's been in them. And so, another thing I, I want to point out, um, TJ Yates. Um, he was a former backup in Atlanta. He was also uh, coached a little bit um, with the Houston Texans. He's an assistant quarterbacks coach. So TJ Yates um, actually coached AJ McCarron the last two years. So and Atlanta brought no TJ kidding. on. I didn't know that. Yeah, and Atlanta brought TJ on to be um, a passing game specialist. Okay. So you know Arthur Smith also played against. McCarron, I think two games. Well, at least one. At least one game he played against McCarron. So Arthur Smith seen McCarron a little bit, and they're also getting information from TJ Yates, who they clearly trust. They brought on, and so I think it's just going to be a good fit. I, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed the side. He'll fit um, into the system well. He really will. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid Matt Ryan goes down, AJ McCarron will fit into the system well. Yeah. Or. I, I think as well as we would suspect he would in comparison to Matt Ryan's ability or, or I guess, how well he fit the system, right? That's really what I'm referring to. Definitely. So now with that, I want to touch on Felipe Franks, and I want the two things. One, I want you guys to think about, is he going to make the – because he's making the practice squad, in my opinion. That's a, that's a lock. But is he good enough to make the roster? And we're not going to know until we see what kind of happens throughout preseason, right? If he absolutely lights it up or like Atlanta says, you know what, this guy's too good for us to, because if he goes to the practice squad, another team can poach him. So he, he, they might say this guy's too good. We need to keep, he's worth stashing yeah. on the 53 man roster. I mean, what you said, you know, what you said, Thon, uh, in regards to Felipe's, just his raw abilities, you know, being able to throw a football 60 yards, his height, his weight, he's six foot six, he's 230 pounds. He ran a four six. He ran a four six. Four six I just, one. Honestly, I just don't know how you don't keep an athlete like that around. I mean, he's an athlete, and he has mm-hmm. a ton of quarterback experience at both Florida and Arkansas. And I, I, and I think the, you keep this guy. I agree. I think you keep this guy around because you. That's the future. You know, you have to be able to. If you can't take people like that. I don't know what his attitude's like. And the reason I say attitude is because he's a rookie. You know, it's like any yeah. rookie anywhere, you have to take that into question or consideration, right? What's their attitude like? Because with this kind of, you know, with this kind of raw ability, um, he could 
he could really he could kill it. He could kill it for Atlanta yeah. in you know three four years after he's refined. You know after Matt mm-hmm. Ryan, you know kicks yeah. the bucket. <laughs> after Matt Ryan's you know his time's up, and right? Father time is undefeated. He's going to get Tom Brady. I hope they. Ref- I, I hope they help refine this guy, and you know and, I hope and he I think- is willing to or receptive to the assistance. So Sam Pittman, the Arkansas head coach, has nothing had nothing but great things to say about Felipe. I guess he came right in, transferred from Florida, and really just took over the locker room. Great leader. Why did he transfer uh, from Florida? So just a, a really unfortunate. So he played for Florida, and he was like really shaky. And I watch Florida a lot. I watch all the big SEC schools. I was like, holy cow. So, sorry, sorry, Felipe. But I was like, holy cow, this guy is bad. Um, really just making horrible throws, horrible decisions. Um, then, so he he comes that's, in. You know what, though? And I like that you say that. I don't mean to interrupt you, but that sounds like a young guy. That just sounds yeah. like a young, inexperienced person. Yep. I mean, he was a, I think he was a top. Correctable. All correctable. I stuff. think he was a top 10 recruit. A top, not recruit, but top 10 quarterback. Coming out of he high was definitely school? Definitely top. Okay. Yeah. He was definitely a top, like, 20 quarterback coming out of high school, four-star recruit. Um so then he was supposed to. So he was supposed to start. Um, he got hurt. He got hurt. Kyle Trask came in, played decent. They went into the next off season. Uh, Felipe was supposed to be the starter coming in, and then I think it was like three games in, he got hurt and had to miss the rest of the season. Um, and so then Florida decided, all right, we're going to go with Trask, which ended up working out well for them. So Felipe then transferred to Arkansas, and Arkansas was horrible before Felipe got there. I mean, Felipe, they only won three games, but they were competitive and, and able to win those three games where before Arkansas was just kind of getting smashed. So here's what my concerns about Felipe. Um, here's, here's my concerns. One, he's got these really long arms, and so he's got a really slow res- release. And he, he, telegra- he can t- really telegraph it, which NFL DBs, could easily read and kind of go and, and pick up, pick his balls off, deflect the balls, whatever. Um, and his, his decision-making is not great. When you have a quarterback like Matt Ryan, though, I mean, if Matt Ryan can, you know, give this kid 10% of what he's got, mm-hmm. you could see a really, really great player. I mean, we mm-hmm. could see a really, really great player. I'm just looking at, um, right now, I'm just I was looking at this little meme or whatever. Matt Ryan standing next to Felipe Franks, and it says, "Fine, I'll groom you, buddy." <laughs> yeah, he's he has to. He's a lot to learn. He has yeah. this is what this is, and I, I said this already, but this is what I love in a guy you're going to bring on undrafted free agent. He he's is listen, low. Though, man. The speed, low. Is just, if you're making those bad throws at college level, yeah. That's Definitely. I just that's my only concern with this guy. But he's got low low risk. Yeah, you're right. Low risk, high reward. Big arm, athletic, big dude. Um, supposed to supposed to be a locker supposed to be a locker room guy. Um, the issues, you know, at yeah, you know, we saw this already. But makes poor decisions. He doesn't really anticipate throws very well. So like he he doesn't throw receivers open. If that makes sense. You know, so, like some quarterbacks, they'll throw the ball before quarter before the receivers sure. open, and he doesn't really do that. All things that he can work on, stares down targets, 
again, it's he he works with Matt Ryan for a couple of years. Um, he legitimately could take over the starting quarterback job as an undrafted free agent. He's got the tools. Now we just got to see if he can figure it out. Poor, I, I didn't. I don't know if I saw this already. Poor pocket presence. Ah, okay. You know, just just which which is something that again I just feel like with proper mechanics and some you know some some tips from the coaching staff, the quarterback coach Matt. Uh, you know, stuff that could be fixed because he's got the frame. You know, it's used mm-hmm. to poor pocket presence. I mean, with a, with a 6'6", 230-pound frame, it's like, you you know, you've got the makings to have a great pocket presence. Mm-hmm. Two, what is he, 235, 240? He's massive. He's 6'6". Yeah. I mean. And we're talking, he has the raw ability. Yeah. Now, can he put it all together by the time? You know, by the time Atlanta's ready to let's move get on. some final votes. I'd l- I'd like to hear some final votes. Like, y- and I and I'm talking about career. You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily just this year, but like, does he fit the system for Atlanta? Does he make it as a player in the NFL? And it's so hard to say. He fits the system. I mean, does he though? Because he's not he's not a pocket passer. And Atlanta is they thrive with the pocket. Well, that's what they've been. Yeah, with now, Arthur Smith, they do a lot. Like Tannehill's running for. 30, 40 yard touchdowns last year. I got to say, let me, all right, I'll start then. I want this guy to make it. I want Felipe Franks to make it. I don't think he's going to. I seriously, seriously want him to make it. Felipe, I hope he makes it, but I just don't think he is. He, if, I'm not saying this for the roster, I'm just saying as a player in the NFL. Yeah. If he's going to make it, this is where it's going to happen. He's got two. Two solid veterans ahead of him. He's got all the talent in the world. He's got an incredible offensive-minded coach. He's got to do it hopefully, in Atlanta. Hopefully it's not like a, a Favre-Rogers situation. You remember when, you know, Favre, like, <laughs> yeah. he leaves and Rogers tearing up. They're like, wow, like, did Favre coach you up? And he's like, no, not at all. We never talked. Yeah. You know, and Favre was like, it's not my job to, you know, mm-hmm. mentor these new guys. It's like, <laughs> dude, yeah, it is. That's, like, literally part of your job. But anyway, yeah. and, and and I think he I think he makes it at a minimum. I think he becomes Atlanta. I think he could become Atlanta's backup. For I hope he does. I mean, I really hope it works out because he, he's just got such a great frame. He's got a hell of an arm. What do you think, Jeff? I think he's gonna certainly end up on the practice squad this year. Does he make it as a player in the NFL? I know I'm starting there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He he definitely I, I don't think he makes the final roster this year. Goes practice squad. Does he make it as a player in the NFL? <laughs> I think that he has a very tough road ahead of him that he has to learn does maybe he, or the does hardest he not make part it? of the game at this level that's a low percentage chance that he makes it in the NFL. Got it. He ha he has a tough road ahead of him. There's a lot of guys who come in like him. Not a lot of them figure it out. Yeah. And so, like I said, like you were saying, what, like hope he does. He's got a tough road, but he's in a good spot. You know what? To and do I, it. Can I just rephrase that question? Because I think that's a bad mm-hmm. way to phrase a question. Does he or does he not? And obviously, Jeff, I was kind of being facetious when I said that second, third time, <laughs> just being obnoxious. Um, not facetious, but uh, a better thing to say would be. Hey, what's the ratio? Or like, what's the percentage that he does make it? What's your percentage that he doesn't make it? Right? I'd put it at seventy thirty. He doesn't make it as a player in the NFL. 
You get what I'm saying? Because I, I just want mm-hmm. I wanted to show that it's it's not like I don't have some doubt about my my own opinion, right? I absolutely think the guy has potential to make it as a player in the NFL. And the reason I say make it as a player in the NFL, because chances are if he makes it as a player in the NFL, like you said, it's going to be here in Atlanta and we're going to reap the, you know, we're going to reap reward. Mm. I'm going to say 30, 30% chance he makes it as a backup, backup. And then to be a starter, I'll give it a, I'll give it a 10% chance. Yeah. I've got 10%. He makes it as a backup for wow, more so than actually, one year. I mean, I actually give him a lot more than Yeah, everybody. I It's just kind of like Jeff said, it's just so hard to go. There's a reason he was undrafted. Well, right, and I totally agree. I just I thought I was going to be the one that lowballed him. No, he he has he's coming <laughs> in at the hardest position and he has to learn the hardest, arguably the hardest part of playing quarterback. Sure. And that the decision making is so hard. They have and, such a small window. Yeah. And it's it's not going to wait, right? Like if Matt, let's say Matt goes in two years and Felipe's not ready, they're not going to say, "All right, Felipe." Like, yeah, right. He's got to be ready. And when Matt's ready, when Matt leaves, he has to be ready. We will know more this this upcoming season if Felipe can push McCarron for that two job, or if he can make like say like Atlanta says he's too good to put on the practice squad. He's, I like his chances a lot to make it in the future. If he's on the practice squad, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean he won't make it. It doesn't mean it doesn't you know mean what? anything. I, here, it, it might mean something. It might mean his ambition is lacking. I, maybe not though, because in the NFL, right? They don't just put some. They don't just say, you know what? You made the roster, kid, because you have good ambition. Like everybody's yeah. <laughs> ambitious, you know, at that level. Yeah. So I, he, I, I, let me just go back on that. Yeah, and I I would just I would be shocked with his skill set. I'd be shocked if he didn't at least make the practice squad. So I, it's not if he if he makes the final roster, if he pushes AJ McCarron for the number two spot, um, he's in really good, really really good he, shape. He's for way his ahead on the development curve for sure. He has a long road development wise, mm. so that's why practice squad just makes too much sense. If you give if they give up on him before. Week one, like he doesn't even make the practice squad. That's that, a, I mean, yeah, his career's over. Yeah. If he makes the practice squad, I'd say there's that's the ninety percent chance of what he does this year. I mean, yeah. if he makes the team, holy cow, be ready for something because mm-hmm. that means he's way ahead on development. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I sure hope that that's the case. But like I said, I I think we all agree. Um. Chances are low, minimal. So, guys, that's quarterbacks. We've pretty pretty much discussed most of it. Matt Ryan, solid number one. AJ, AJ McCarron, um, and by solid number one, I mean solidified at number one. We don't know. We, we could see MVP type year. We're expecting a, a good year for Matt Ryan. AJ McCarron, solid number two, good backup, uh, going to be eyes for Matt. And then we've got Felipe Franks, who we're hoping – has big things for the future, but not expecting much for the year. Again, this is Thon Ray. You guys can follow us at Falcons underscore drip on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please make sure you subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do to get the alert for our next episode. If you guys enjoyed today, please leave us a review. It always helps us grow. Until then, see you next time. Rise up.